When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021, the Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Welcome back to the second part of my chat with James Pamant. Thank you to Who Knows Wins for supporting these IPL 2021 podcasts. Download the app and have a look around what they have to offer before the IPL gets underway. You can play against the Badger once the IPL starts. And in this second part of my interview with James Pamant, we talk about the Netflix documentary Cricket Fever. We talk about Mahela Jay Warner, Kieran Pollard, Surya Kumar Yadav, Ishan Kishan, Krunal Pandya, Rohit Sharma, Jasprit Bumrah, the psychology of fielding, his future with Mumbai Indians and his excitement of getting very, very close again to the start of another IPL in 2021. Let's get back into chatting cricket with Mumbai Indians fielding coach. It's that Badger style. I watched that documentary, was it three seasons ago, wasn't it, when the Mumbai Indians had the documentary? I think that was your first yeah. season at the club. But, uh, it was, uh, uh, Yeah, um, and I've heard you say that it probably took a few people's eyes off the ball in terms of the performance that season. It was yeah. a fascinating programme. I really enjoyed watching that, and you were very young Ishan Kishan at the time, wasn't it, uh, who was in that, yeah. and uh, watching Jasprit Bumrah with his mother, obviously yeah. going, you know, rags to riches kind of story and everything. You know, it was yeah. a really, really fascinating programme. I, I think, um, I mean, we've seen quite a few actually on our Amazon recently with the football teams and, and other other teams as well but I just felt that really just opened the IPL up and opened Mumbai Indians up to the world to see what it was like and it was a, a really good experience yeah I'm glad you enjoyed it yeah yeah it was very interesting we didn't I remember obviously it wasn't my first year and I was sort of hanging off Shane Bond's cocktails a little bit you know and we sort of turned up and all of a sudden the cameras leading us at the airport he said oh no I forgot to tell you I think they're doing a Netflix documentary and they sort of followed us through the streets of Mumbai and then into the hotel and I mean, they had access to all areas and they were they were very good, actually. They were a really professional team. And like you say, some of the other uh, sports docs we've seen on, on Amazon and Netflix, you know, they are very well put together by very professional people. It was the first year in, obviously, of a new cycle, 2018. You know, we've got a lot of new players and they've won it the year before. And I think there was a little bit of a hangover. But often, you know, throughout that season, I was sort of scratching my head a little bit and thinking, how did this team win last year? And, you know, what's this going to be like? for the next few years because we, we had a very poor start and I just I just didn't see too much sense of leadership or ownership or accountability but eventually we, we got going again and, and we just missed out on the playoffs that year but certainly I know Mahela had a lot of learning from that year in, in terms of our group and uh, and he hasn't looked back since then. He, he's been outstanding. I worked with Mahela for a few days in the UAE Emirates T20 competition. He, uh, he was doing some TV work out there, and I found him really engaging. Um, never met him before, and really friendly, yeah. big eyes, and really enthusiastic about cricket. Yeah. But you could tell there's a, a real steely sort of determination.
determination behind it as well. A real thinker of the game, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Tactician, extraordinaire, competitive, very competitive. Yeah. You know, wants to win every moment of every game. And and like I say, he, he reads the game and we're very fortunate that Shane is very similar. Shane's a great student of the game. He's very big on relationships like myself creates good relationships with the bowlers, especially, obviously, and, and the plans that they etch together, you know, generally pretty pretty accurate. So I think we, we've got a nice blend uh, within our coaching structure. Uh, we've also got Robin Singh, who's been at Mumbai from day one. Uh, Robin's a real workhorse. He, he understands batting, you know, very well, T20 batting. He also helps me out with, with some fielding principles as well. So, we, yeah, we've got a nice a nice management group, similar way of, of approaching the players, but we, we are, I think, all very fortunate to be working with Mahela, who, yeah, he just keeps surprising me all the time, you know, he, he evolves us from year to year, you know, he just doesn't roll the same stuff out, and he's challenging us to do the same within our own respective departments, great environment to part of. And there's some big names in that dressing room in terms of um, experience as well, aren't there? Obviously, Rowett's the captain, but Kieran Pollard, I noticed on that documentary, obviously, yeah, it obviously wasn't a successful season, so there are probably some uh, more voices piping up than than usual because but you know Kieran Pollard wasn't averse to kind of holding fort in the dressing room that season plenty of other experience yeah. in there but that that obviously over the last couple of seasons presumably has been a very a positive thing because you've got a real yeah. proper leadership group there haven't you yeah we, we do James yeah and I think sometimes you, you go through a little bit of adversity you know and, and 2018 I think we did and like I say I thought there was a leadership void there and, and I was waiting for, for people to stand up and take a bit of responsibility without really knowing the environment or things that had happened previously but yeah since then you know it has been a, a very strong group you know some of the younger guys have matured through that experience guys like Hardik and, and Cornell Pangier who by their nature are not you would say leaders but they have become in their own right uh, good leaders in the in the changing room and and sort of Kieran Pollard is yeah he's gone to a different level over the last two or three years uh, with his influence He's a very down-to-earth, very measured, speaks very, very clearly and very simply, does Kieran. Yeah, he's, and when he's taken over from time to time from Rowett, you know, it's been a seamless transition, really. I've been really impressed with Kieran, and, and I know he's going to do a great job while he's doing the captaincy role in the West Indies, as long as politics don't get in the way, and he's allowed to do it, for, I guess, as long as he wants over the next three or four years, as long as he stays fit and motivated. He, he's yeah, really become an impressive guy in, in my eyes. Somebody who I really enjoy spending time with. I, I, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I got the impression from that documentary. It's a while, obviously, since I've watched it. But Kieran Pollard maybe doesn't say a huge amount, but when he talks, people listen. Yeah, absolutely, spot on. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't talk for the sake of talking. He he's very precise, very simple with his messaging, and it's generally you know on the mark. And he, he's always positive. You know, he, even in times of adversity or we make basic mistakes, you know, he's, he always tries to make sure that those mistakes be used as a learning. Very positive. Who knows wins? Download our app right now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Who knows wins in a league of their own? Obviously, been watching the T20 internationals. As somebody who's obviously heavily involved in the Mumbai Indians, and you form those relationships with with players, watching 
Suryakuma Yadavsky and, and watching Ishan Kishan going off and, and obviously having some success in, in their debut series, that, that must actually be quite heartening, you know, watching that from a distance. Oh, to, to be honest, James, that's why I coach. You know, it's, uh, you know, for spending so much time with, I guess, the likes of Kane and Trent and Tim Southey, BJ Watlin, and, and seeing them go on and represent New Zealand with distinction and, and I guess change the way New Zealand played our cricket over the last three, four, five years. You know, Brendan, Brendan McCullum did a fantastic job changing, I guess, the ethos of, of our national team. And these guys have taken it to another level. You know, it gives you a real pride. And, and, and equally, you know, the, those young men that you've mentioned, you know, spend a lot of time with them. In, in IPL, there's a lot of downtime where you spend a lot of time in team rooms. You know, there's, there's not too many pubs to go out to and you can't really step out of your hotel. So you spend a lot of time together around a pool table, around a table tennis table. To see those guys, yeah, step into the international arena and perform straight away is, is outstanding. And I know how much they cherish representing India. I know how much they've been desperate, you know, to get the feeling of representing India and to go and perform. They'll be on cloud nine. And hopefully, you know, they can keep bringing their feet back down to the ground and and keep working on the things that they have been doing over the last two or three years to help them get better and and move to another level. Yeah, it's like I say, it's why I coach, really, to be honest. I I really liked Ishan's comments after after his debut. Obviously, it had gone well, so he got a big smile on his face. But he was saying that he was, I can't remember, Remember exactly exact words, but it was something along the lines of I, I was kind of pinching myself, looking around, trying to soak it all in, realizing that I'd got here. It, it was a, it basically yeah, what you've just said, really, that that path that he'd been going yeah. down, he'd finally got to kind of towards the end of it as well. But it was really nice to hear him say that you know, playing for India really mattered to him because I mean, yeah. you, you, could, you could be, I mean, there's lots of riches in the IPL as an Indian player, you could quite happily play 10 seasons of IPL, make a lot of money, and be more than happy with life couldn't you but it's nice to see them really wanting to play for the country as well you could probably play two seasons of IPL James and <laughs> yeah. make lots of money and be contented for the rest you of your could, life to be you honest could, you could probably play two games and make more than I'm making it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, and, and I guess that's half the challenge to be honest you know and, and you referred to the documentary that we did in 2018 and Ishan had had a season of IPL. I think he'd been with the Gujarat Lions before we signed him. And, you know, we obviously signed him on a reasonable contract. I think it was something like 650000 US. You know, he's a young guy who's obviously got talent and everybody felt that he would make a mark at some point. But all of a sudden, this guy who's from Auckland, which is not the, you know, not a Delhi and it's not a Mumbai, so very humble beginnings, you know, he, he's got all this money and he's all got all this acclaim and all this fame and, you know, it, it must be extremely difficult. And I know it was for them to, you know, keep all that in in proportion and concentrate on cricket and, you know, and go out and play. So we took him a year with us at least to understand that it's an extremely professional environment and, you know, we want to see you putting your head down and working and you can have your failures. That's all part of it. But we want to see you more professional. You could see that in that documentary, actually, because that must have been one of his first years in at Mumbai. And he was getting it was his tr- first year with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he was getting into trouble a little bit, wasn't he? And you could see that it was a little yeah. bit of a character, and he was he was just struggling to adapt it all. But he's obviously got himself sorted yeah. out now. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, and, and you know, and he, he was very close to the Pandya boys, and you know, and they'd had a bit of experience under their belt, and I think they'd already won two IPLs by that stage. You know, and you think, well, you're young, you're just trying to make your way, just keep your head down and, and learn what it's all about. Not, you know. Yeah. Don't be stepping out with the high roller straight away and, you know, the Dolce Gabbana and the Gucci and all this will carry on. And you stripes, but that's that's not how it, it goes. You know, you have to have a few failures. And, and I think, once again, Mahela and, and the people who run the franchise helped him 
utilised those mistakes and those errors early in his time to uh, to help him get better. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal talent, as is Surya Kumayada. It's taken Surya, I guess, probably five years longer than probably what it should have, but mm. equally it's, you know... It, when, when he first joined, backed with us, he'd been with Mumbai a little bit, hadn't really made his mark, went away to uh, Knight Riders, had some little bit of success with those guys, but then came back to us. It was, he's not fit enough, you know, he couldn't sustain, even in 2020, he couldn't sustain innings as long enough. So we kept seeing flashes of brilliance, but it would be, you know, 30 off 15 balls or 40 off 20 balls, and then he would get out because he was off. Uh, you know, he, he's made a massive lifestyle change up to the end of the 2018 season where he really looked at his diet, really looked at his fitness. And then all of a sudden, you know, he, he starts to realise, well, I'm earning the right to be successful, you know, and his skills were never in question. But, you know, I guess the, his application was being hindered by the fact that he wasn't fit enough, but now he is. So let's hope he has, you know, three, four, five, six years ahead of him where he can, he can make hay. Like you say, he should have been picked by India ages ago. But, I mean, terrific player to watch. Some of the shots he, he plays are, are, are astonishing. But how big was your smile when he pulled that first ball for six? Yeah, yeah. He did some very similar things in the IPL last year against against Joffre. I remember we played him at Abu Dhabi. And, uh, yeah, I remember a couple of shots pretty much of that. So he's, he's fearless, you know. We, we talk about any cricket and the principles of playing it. No fear and, you know... Batsman about being fearless, and he is. He just sees the ball and he hits the ball. But uh, you know, the fact that he's been able to spend more time honing his skills because of his fitness means that you know his reactions are more accurate now over a longer period. So yeah, no, we we've all thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, uh, the guys who are here in camp at the moment preparing, and you know, the messages are flying around. And yeah, and you just hope that you know. I guess you know, I'm, I'm a Yorkshireman, so I'm a pessimist by you know by nature. So you just want them to put their head down and do it again and not you know make sure that uh, it's not just one one swallow having his summer apropos of nothing on a complete tangent who are you supporting in the world cup final by the way new zealand yeah they're with yeah heavily invested uh in, in <laughs> new zealand that's fair enough you've you brought half of them yes, through by the all of it. Broken. It was, yeah i think it was well time was it it was probably it was up winter time wasn't it so i, I didn't get to go over i was at home we watched all way, all the way through the night and obviously it was daybreak by the time the game finished. And there was a few tears shed before we went and wandered on the beach to try and you know, make sense of it all. <laughs> Elvis Presley once said, we're caught in a trap. We can't get out, but we might be able to soon. Hopefully COVID-19 will be behind us and we can get back on the cricket pitch this summer and you need to make it count. BlackRatCricket.com they have an original range, a rodent range, a little rat range. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count. BlackRatCricket.com Join the infestation. I've seen you describe kind of your what you want from players as kind of you're looking at energy and attitude, two of the things you, you're yeah. very you're very keen on. And fielding, I mean, you, you talk about how the game's changed since you were in Yorkshire playing, but you know, fielding is such a massive part of T20, isn't it? You are an all rounder only if you can field. Really, you, you, you probably miss selection yeah. if you can't field these days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so it's it's a, it's, a, it's a huge job. And you know, how how do you go up to a Rohit Sharma and say who's achieved so much in the game and say I reckon I can improve you? Does he does he take that well does he sit down with you and actually work it out and I guess success for you is actually pointing in the direction him actually feeling that he's actually gained some 
something from what you've told him? You have to be very strategic, James, in uh, in, in T20 organization, really. That, that's, that's the principle, I think, behind it. Uh, you have to make sure that everybody is very aware of where they need to be and what their roles and responsibilities are going to be throughout those 20 overs. So, you know, you, you fashion roles for players. So, Bomber knows where he's going to be when he's not bowling. You know, when a spinner's on, he's going to be in one of two positions. When a seamer's on, he's going to be in one of two positions. So, the time that I get with those guys, we don't just take a generic approach to field in and hit, you know, their various catches or various types of balls on the ground. We hit the ones that they're likely to have with during the game. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not massive on stats, you know, but, but I do use stats. If you know, somebody like Wright, who predominantly feels inside the circle and he feels an extra cover or he feels it straight mid-wicket or occasionally he might feel it mid-on, mid-off, you know, if he's having 20 shies throughout a IPL season and he's only hitting twice, then straight away there's a conversation for me and him to have. But look, you had 20 shies at the stumps from within 20 metres and you've only hit once. Do you think that's good enough or not? And hopefully he'll say no. And I said, right, well, your five, ten minutes with me is based around this, you know. Uh, and that's how I try and approach it, you know. And, and we try and train the specifics of their role. Uh, but the non-negotiable aspect is the energy. Uh, everybody needs to show energy and everybody needs to be a leader out on the park. And, and that's what we measure, I guess. I do measure all the individuals around, you know, the catch-ins, you know, how, how, how efficient we are at catching, the throwing, how accurate we are at throwing, not only at the stumps, when we're returning it back to Quinton de Kock or back to the bowlers. You know, do we pick the ball up cleanly off the ground? So things like that. Uh, I measure the diving and sliding. So if we really commit to diving and we really commit to sliding and we're saving runs or we're not, as a case may be. And and then, you know, we, we have a look at the sort of the team aspect as well of, you know, do we relay together or do we allow one man to run to the boundary on his own, dive, save, push it back and then have to get up? You know, we measure all those sorts of things. And, and, and over time, you know, you create awareness around a certain standards and then the senior players take ownership of that. And, and basically, I just, you know, feed information to those guys and, and they become my mouthpiece. So that's where you got quite a powerful unit when they start to take responsibility of, of your principles. And then I can just pick individuals off and say, right, you know, this is this is the work that's coming up in front of you and let's make sure you're ready to do it. So it's a real, I guess, strategic and tactical approach. I, I don't know if you saw Rowitz drop in one of the was it one of the early test matches, wasn't he? When he at midweek yeah. he, he shelled yeah. on, didn't he? And happens to everybody. I, I've I've done plenty of that. But yeah. the, the purpose of, of bringing bringing that up was in the IPL where there's cameras everywhere, there's no hiding place for a coach, is there? As soon as, if Rowett had done that in an IPL game, the camera would have been on you, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that, that comes down to purely one thing, and that's routines, you know. So same as a batsman needs a routine before the ball is about to deliver the ball to him, and a bowler needs a clear head as he runs in to deliver the ball. A fieldsman needs a routine, which allows him to build up a body of information around what's the pitch doing, what's the bowler going to do, and how is the batsman going to react. So if the batsman's built up, so the fielder's built up all that information in, in the subconscious of his brain, he then needs to clear it. Virat uh, Kohli, there's you know there's, he's dropped so many catches. I think in IPL for, for RCB, and he's dropped a number. I think read the other day on cricket for that he dropped twelve in the last you know eight games or something of 2020 cricket. You know, and everybody's analysing him technically, but technically there's nothing wrong with him. It's it's obviously he hasn't got a clear mind when he needs it. You know, yeah. because he's probably thinking about what just happened. 
He's probably thinking about what's going to happen next in terms of what bowler am I going to use or you know, am I going to have to change the field? So anticipation awareness is, is a massive aspect of fielding, but ultimately then comes down to routines so that you build up that body of information subconscious and then you just close your mind off and react. I, I had Jeremy, Jeremy Snape on um, who used to play for England but is now a sports psychologist and he was saying exactly that about batting. That I, I asked yep. him what a batsman should be thinking between balls and he was saying, well, there's two parts of that. He says, you, you think about what your plan of attack is going to be and what you're going to try and do and what the bowler might be trying to do. But then when you walk yep. back to the crease, um, whatever your routine is and the psychologist psychologist would build that into the routine if you've got say three taps of the bat it would be watch the ball and then clear get your mind clear and just concentrate on that and the same for fielding i guess is what you're saying yeah absolutely yeah we i use the three hours in my my batting coaching and and there's a lot of guys you know obviously playing for new zealand who i've had the pleasure of working with and have been very successful and it was it was based around reflect immediately after the ball has been balled or you've played your shot you reflect on Mm. you know what you did or what they were trying to do or what the game situation is demanding of you you must relax because you can't be thinking all the time so you've got to come up with a way of how do you relax you know in between balls and then it's just yeah reset clear your mind and reset and get ready for the next ball whatever that looks like and for each player it's very different but it's just a clear and simple process and and feel there's it's it has to be the same because if, if you're thinking about too much and then all of a sudden the ball comes flying at you and you know and you yeah, yeah it's easy to get distracted isn't it you talk about stats and not using them maybe as much I often hear people talk about wicket keeping stats about drop catches per test match and things like that and I'm thinking you know every catch is not the same is it you know a, a Ben folks might dive twice as far as somebody else and get two fingers to it and that'll be a drop catch whereas somebody else might not get anywhere near that so they can be misleading fielding stats can't they absolutely yeah and that's that's the art of coaching i guess there's nine 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 went to utilize stats and i think an old coaching mentor he, he had a crude way of putting it he said that uh, stats were a little bit like bikinis he said they they look good but they actually hide the things that you really want to get into. Uh, that's always sort of stuck with me a little bit. But uh, I, I do use stats if I think that they can you know, present a coaching opportunity. I don't throw stats around for the sake of finding stats around, but if, like I say, if I think that I can go and have a conversation with a player and, you know, and it can lead to some technical work, lead and understanding, then, then we'll do that and I will utilise those. Hopefully, my conversation and my questioning of the player will allow them to tell me what they think they need to work on rather than me pulling a stat sheet out. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000. And there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league? couple more questions James before I, I let you go and been really good to speak to you today and I could probably keep you for about another three hours if, if uh, pleasure mate <laughs> your, your role with Mumbai Indians obviously the IPL is only a couple of months of the season in the in actual um, playing time obviously you're going to have the run up to that as well are you, are you yeah. full time doing that or what, what do you spend the, the other time doing if not yeah I've got a, a beautiful border collie and, and obviously a lovely wife or should I put it the other way around a, a lovely border collie <laughs> yeah. and a beautiful wife that you know I'm really enjoying spending more time with because my, you know, my role with Northern Districts was was an extremely busy one for a long number of years. 
even though the cricket season's only six months long, people sort of said, what do you do for the other six months? And I probably was busier in the other six months than I was during the season. So I've enjoyed, I guess, reducing my time on task, I guess. But I, I'm employed by Mumbai Indians for 120 days in the year. So uh, not only the IPL, I, I've come up here and, and we do camps for future players that we've, we've got our eyes on. Uh, I come and help guys who are in, already in our squad who sort of enjoyed my time and, and my coaching philosophy and, and want to spend more time with me. So that gets fitted in there as well. Uh, and I come and do a little bit of scouting as well. So I'll watch some domestic tournaments, the P20 and the one day, especially where we, we can target central white ball players of the future. Obviously, we alluded to my time with the American team. I, I got the opportunity to do that during, you know, some downtime from the IPL. And, and I still thoroughly enjoy getting involved with, with the New Zealand team from time to time. I had some time with them just before Christmas, preparations for some test matches that they had against Pakistan and the West Indies. Where we live in Mount Monganui, there's there's a, a number of promising young players coming through that, that I always enjoy catching up with. You know, they're not totally reliant on me, but they do enjoy my style of coaching. So when, I, when I'm around at home, I, I tend to pick up three or four of those guys two or three times a week and yeah and throw balls at them and cricket with them and see how their lives are going so yeah I, I keep busy but it's been a really nice balance that I've managed to achieve over the last four or five years and, and this role afforded me that what what comes in the future I'm not sure this is uh, this is my fourth year in, in my contract with Mumbai and yeah uh, it's my final year so let's see uh, they might offer me another one that they may not I might decide that you know it's time to look at something else my children all, all grown up now so you know my wife and I are pretty free and easy to travel wherever an opportunity might present itself when I said two questions left I lied there were three questions left that was one of them um, yeah. uh, the, over the next um, few days okay, I mean you've obviously got the Indian players playing in the, the current series you could have the overseas players arriving in your camp as well to get ready for the for the competition proper this is where it gets real I guess this is where it gets exciting this is where you start looking ahead to, um, yeah, to the competition starting and everybody starts yeah. to join the camp and it all starts to uh, to take shape. It does, James. Yeah, and it is an exciting time when you all come back together, and especially when you've you've been together for a little while. We're all very familiar. We've got a couple of new players into the group this year, and uh, and while you know guys like James Neesham and Adam Mill coming back in, we myself and Shane know them closely, and you know probably most of the overseas players know them as well. It, it's always an exciting time. It's COVID, obviously, is you know it's, it's been a shocking pandemic that's you know impacted on the world to a degree that we've probably never thought we'd see in our lifetimes you know it's been very different you know that the Abu Dhabi was incredible how we got that through and we were there from September through to November and you know how they managed to do that was with outstanding for the BCCI and then all the franchises involved incredible Abu Dhabi cricket you know Emirates cricket as well was was incredible but yeah it, it's very different this time in India uh, and especially with the cases now just on the rise a little bit, you know, everybody's sort of looking over their shoulder a little bit. We've been tested every day or every second day. I've been in India doing different jobs for Mumbai since January the 7th. I've seen change from when I first arrived and when I first stepped out of quarantine and, you know, everybody was, was pretty disciplined with how they were going about it now where... 
you know, you see this wave that's happening now has made everybody just stop and think a little bit. But the discipline had gone a little bit mm. in terms of on the streets and, you know, and, and around places. Uh, and, and I just fear for this tournament. I just hope that they can, you know, get it done, get it delivered. It sounds like that there's not going to be any crowds there, which is, which is a shame, especially with it being in India. But I just hope that, you know, that the hotel staff and the people that are supporting the, the tournament can stay disciplined because they are fanatics and they do want to get close to the players in these times might might not be a good thing. It is exciting, James, as we all come slightly back, you know, back together slowly. But uh, I think everybody's just treading on eggshells a little bit. Every time you answer a question, I've got about three more coming to my head. But we'll have to maybe <laughs> we may have to maybe use some of those further down the line when you come back on the podcast in the future, hopefully. And um, the final question for you: neutral venues, obviously, in this IPL, as you say, hopefully it goes through unscathed and everybody's safe, uh, safe and well. But neutral venues kind of came after the auction, didn't they? And um, that was a, that announcement yeah. came, and you kind of saw CSK pick a few spinners. You saw some people maybe buying in for yeah. their home tracks, and obviously now playing in different parts of it. That's going to have have some kind of impact to it, but. It was neutral last time and Mumbai Indians came through with a fairly balanced squad. They'll start as favourites again for this one. Can it be three in a row? Yeah, yeah, well, it can, yeah. And I think that the balanced nature of our squad will assist us. You know, they, the surfaces weren't too dissimilar up in uh, UAE, but the grounds were, were unique in their own respects. But, you know, the balance of our team meant that, you know, we could we could get it right. And certainly the previous IPL in, in India, we, we got a nice balance to our squad with, you know, with a number of spinners and obviously paces and, for us, it's a massive bonus having Hardik back bowling. Just played as a as a batsman finisher for us last year. I mean, for me, he's more than that. They talk about him facing 10 to 15 balls. I mean, I, when you're that good, you know, why can't you face 25 to 40 balls? You know, that's, that's always my challenge to him. And, you know, when we're having our discussions. Interesting stuff. you say that, James, because we were talking about him on the podcast the other day. I'm a massive fan of him, but I just get this sense with um, him in this current T20 series that he's coming in, as you say, for like 10 or 15 balls and he's trying to hit the leather off the ball and he's losing mm. his shape a little bit rather than actually just yeah. kind of playing cultured shots. So, you know, because yeah. capable of doing that. Absolutely. I mean, he, I'm sure if he's got a test 100, but he's certainly got a significant score in test cricket. So, you know, he's he's a batsman. You know, he's not he's not a hitter. He's got the ability to hit, but he's got the quality of a batsman and he's got the brain of a batsman too. So, I, you know, I, I love and I continually keep encouraging him to make sure that he's promoting himself as somebody who could, you know, go and bat, you know, and not be happy to be. You know, he does an, a phenomenal job the majority of the time with the finishing of the innings for us. But for me, he's, he's got more to offer than that. Yeah, so with the balanced nature of our team, dictates that we're, we're going to Chennai, we're going to Delhi. Historically, those surfaces have turned. So we're very comfortable with our with our spin attack now, especially including uh, Chawla. You know, we picked up Kush Chawla, who's a, an experienced player, has played for India, and he's a very good leg spinner. To back up young Rahul Char, who, you know, had a phenomenal first season, but then just sort of flattened off a bit, which a number of players do last year. It was his second year, sort of second year syndrome, they call it. And then we've got Cronal as well, and we've got Jayan Yadav, who I, who I think is, is massively underrated. And every time he plays for us, Jayan, he's done a phenomenal and we've also got young Anakul Roy, who was a, a, an Indian under-19 international that won the World Cup three years ago. And, and he's a very good left-hand spinner as well. He's seen as backup to Pranal Pandya at the moment, but quite comfortably they're both playing the same team. So we've got those bases covered. Obviously, our, our base attack, you know, 
led by Jess Breed, who's very resilient. He's just got married, so he'll yeah. be on cloud nine. He's, he's a wonderful young man, very grounded, you know, desperate to do well every time he steps out, desperate to get better. All he talks about is improving and getting better. So he's a very humble young man. So we're fortunate to have him leading the, leading the attack. Volti fitted in seamlessly last year and, and thoroughly enjoyed the environment, said it was the best environment that he'd had. Seamlessly is probably the wrong word, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. So, we, you know, we're very fortunate that we've got, you know, we've got a, a nice balance to our ball and attack. And our batsmen, yeah, we, we built some nice depth. And then with Vishan and Surya Kumayadav having the experiences that they're having presently, you would, you would hope that they would only grow through that and, and come back and want to form with distinction for us again as well. I'm going to add one more question in and this, I promise you this is the last one if it's not Mumbai Indians the seven of the teams who's your biggest rival if it's not Mumbai Indians that lift the trophy who will yeah well I mean Ricky's done a good job with with Delhi Ricky Ponting he, he seems to have got those guys they've got a nice balance to their group as well uh, it'll be interesting to see how they they grow and develop you know they, they went from the finals two years ago to the grand final last year so you know they, they've got the likes of Shreya and Rishabh Pand you know the two bowlers from South Africa are, are both very good Bowlers, uh, Axel Patel's there, and yeah, so that you know, they're, they're a team that I think have, have got better over the last two years, and, and I still see room for improvement for them. So that they'll be a threat, you know. Stephen Fleming and, and obviously, uh, El Captain Downey, they're uh, they're shrewd operators, you know, they've they've recruited reasonably well, they're, they're going to rely on some players that are not playing a lot of cricket. You know, anymore. So guys like Rehani and, and Mahindra Singhani himself, you know, are they, you know, going to struggle like they did last year for the fact that they're not playing as much regular cricket as what they were previously when they were on the international scene, you know? Well, uh, e- e- even even Moeen Ali, who's been signed by them, hasn't played that much, has he? No, he hasn't. No, and, and Mo's, a, Mo's a great cricketer, you know. He, he, he's somebody who I, I really respect in terms of his, especially T20 skills. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see how they utilise them. But, they, you know, they'll they'll be a threat this time, I'm sure. They are a little bit wounded last year that, you know, they, they performed the way they did. While they've lost Watson, I think they've recruited reasonably well, but hey, you know, if teams get on a roll, uh, you know, RCB have obviously they had some money in the bank to spend, but they, they spent a lot of money on, on a couple of players, which, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And, and, uh, and Mahela will be looking over his shoulder at his good mate up at Rajasthan Royals with, you know, Kukma Singakara getting involved with RR, and uh, that'll be an interesting watching those guys go together on the sidelines well from a, a completely neutral perspective I hope it's a fantastic IPL from a Mumbai Indians fan I wish you all the best over the next uh, couple of months hope it goes really well for you and there is another trophy at the end of it James Pamant thank you very much indeed for joining me today if you're ever back in Yorkshire get in touch I'll buy you that point good mate no it's been a pleasure nice to connect mate and, and thanks for inviting me and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. My thanks to James Parment and good luck to him for the next few weeks with Mumbai Indians. Thank you to whoknowswins.com for their support of these IPL 2021 daily podcasts. Download their app and have a look around to see what they have to offer before the IPL gets underway. During the IPL, you can play against the Badger. And look out over the next few days as the IPL gets ever closer. That first game on April the 9th. Plenty of previews to come. Plenty more chat about the IPL before that first ball is bowled. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. See you again very soon indeed. 
brought to you in association with who knows wins put your money where your mates are and play along with the cricket badger thanks for listening we'll be back every day throughout ipl 14 have your say on twitter on at cricket underscore badger we'll see you again tomorrow Podcast Network.